The Senate hates Americans and wants to take all your money away. That brings up some troubling news about the economy in general. And and why is Lori Lightfoot still the mayor of Chicago? This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Oh, my gosh, the news cycle is going absolutely insane. So I, I tell you, I am going to be putting things off till Friday because I just cannot keep up with what's going on here. All right, so money, 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 money. Uh, Joe Biden is trying to ram through his most... Uh, the most spending that the government has ever spent before. Both bills, the infrastructure and budget, uh, budget bills, have made their ways through the Senate. Now, the infrastructure bill is just waiting for House approval. The infrastructure bill, the uh, infrastructure bill has made itself through the um, the Senate. So now we're just waiting for the House to vote on it. And the budget bill, they actually just approved a blueprint for the budget bill, but that didn't work out too well. So I wouldn't exactly get all excited about that $3.5 trillion bill. Uh, They still have a bit to go with both bills, and both bills have a bunch of obstacles. Uh, But the fact that it's actually moving forward, I find rather disturbing. Now, let's first talk about the infrastructure bill. The bipartisan infrastructure bill passed the Senate. The initial bill would have been about $3.5 trillion, but it would have never passed. So Biden worked with Republicans to whittle down the bill to still a trillion dollars. The reality is the bill is probably going to cost, according to the CBO, probably about $2 trillion. The bill would cover things like roads and bridges, passenger and freight rail, Internet access for all, public transit, subsidies for electric cars, water and wastewater, upgrading and upgrading the electrical grid. 17 Republicans voted for the bill, including Mitch McDonald, Mitch McDonald, McConnell, uh, Chuck Grassley and Lindsey Graham. I'm going to explain what explain in a few minutes why I think this was a huge mistake that any Republican actually supported this crap. The bill will have some problems when it gets to the House. Uh, The radical leftists in the House, especially the squad, uh, said they wouldn't vote for the bill unless there was a a guarantee that the $3.5 trillion budget bill was passed. And there's going to be no guarantee of that. As a matter of fact, that $3.5 trillion budget bill, probably not going to pass unless they use something bizarre, they use reconciliation or something like that. Um, there's a very good chance that that infrastructure bill may not pass. Remember, there's a there's like an eight, there's like an eight vote lead for Democrats in the House. So, you know, if just the squad says we're not voting for this, it's over. Um, by the way, that reminds me, remember how much unity the Democratic Party was supposed to have? Yeah, no. If this bill gets whacked by a bunch of leftists in the House because they don't get their way, the Democrats are going to show themselves as anything but unified. I like Now, here's the thing about infrastructure. I like it. And the bill might be okay if we did this like 10, 15 years from now. 
This is not the time for a trillion dollar bill on infrastructure. What does what needs to be done should be done. I get that. But what needs to be done could be done for about a quarter of what this bill is worth. They were talking that this bill, 250 to $300 billion would cover infrastructure. That a lot of this bill wasn't infrastructure. As a matter of fact, the first time the Republicans countered, they actually said $400 billion. Now, mind you, this bill was initially $2 trillion dollars. With a, with a real cost of about $2.5 trillion. So this is not a thing. Okay? And the other thing is, the infrastructure in this country just isn't that bad. Yeah, there are some bridges that need to be fixed. Uh, most infrastructure is actually not something that should be federally mandated. It's something that the state should handle. Um, like their dam in California that burst a few years ago. That's actually a California problem. That's not a federal government problem. I also hate the fact that internet access is included here. I know they are, I know they are already are, but I hate the thought that the government is involved in my internet access. Not to mention, the internet is really not a right. It's a service that you have to pay for. It's a luxury. You don't pay for internet access. If you can't pay for internet access, go to a library. Tons of internet there. Go to Starbucks and buy a boba tea, that boba tea thing that a lot of these kids like. And use their internet. Sure, you can't download or watch porn, but you can do what you need to do. Internet is available throughout the country, and you don't have to pay for it. You sh This shouldn't be something the government gives you. And finally, I love trains. There's no question. I ride the train in San Diego between the different areas of San Diego because San Diego is such a miserable crap show when it comes to traffic. I take the train up to Los Angeles all the time. That's because I hate the traffic. I can sleep on the train. I can read on the train. I don't have to pay for gas because train tickets are actually cheaper than the gas it takes to drive up to L.A., but the reason I love the train mostly is because there's no one ever on it. Trains are just not used by regular people. This is 1850s technology. Trains will not take you to most places that you need to go. You'll take a plane and you'll drive. There's really no reason to spend any money on it. Republicans screwed up by voting for this bill. Our infrastructure, and here are the reasons why our infrastructure is just not that bad. Not that bad. It covers things that are, and it also covers things that are just not infrastructure. Internet access, I'm sorry, is not infrastructure. Hey, I mean, it's a lot better than it was. They wanted pre-kindergarten to be on the infrastructure bill. How that has anything to do with infrastructure, I have no idea. But it could be, we could have a good infrastructure bill for literally $300 billion, not a trillion. And looking at this form, looking at this from the conservative lens, the, what the government needs to do right now as the economy is heating up is to get out of it. Stay out of the economy. 
Let the economy grow. Stop with the mask mandates and all this stuff. The, the federal government, this is what trips me out about the federal government. They don't care about the economy. They want to hurt the economy. Democrats, leftists, they want to hurt the economy because this is a control thing. Get the people to depend on the government. If the government left the economy alone, which they should because the government screws up everything, the economy would flourish by itself and it would grow and it would be right back where it was before this stupid China virus came around. But they just won't do it. And now Republicans are actually going out and helping them out on it, which I think is not cool. Today, the Senate passed a blueprint for the $3.5 trillion budget that they want the, that the Biden administration wants. This time, no Republicans voted for this bill. It passed 50 to 49. This bill is known to be the anti-poverty anti climate bill. That should tell you everything you need to know about it. So what's in this bill? Uh, paid medical leave and family leave. Of course, who's going to be paying for it? Taxpayers and business. An expansion of that just absolute disaster Obamacare. Expanded child credit which we can also say that is expanded child credit thing is almost a universal basic income, free pre-kindergarten and uh, community college. Here's a newsflash. I'm not a big fan of college, especially community college. I just think they're indoctrination centers. I believe, not, I believe a lot of people who go to college probably don't belong in college. Me, I wasted my time in college. And pre-kindergarten, why do we need to pay to have somebody watch the kids while they build blocks and play together? You want pre-kindergarten? Let your kid have a play date with the next door neighbor. That's pre-kindergarten. Provides green cards to illegal aliens, basically changing their status. Tax credits for clean energy. We saw how that worked with under Obama. And emissions-based tariffs. So companies, probably not China who are sending uh, us supplies that are high in carbon will have to be tariffed. That's just a few things in the bill. $3.5 trillion, you can imagine what's in that bill. How are they going to pay for it? You guessed it, taxes. They're going to raise the household. They're going to raise taxes on households, almost double it on households making $400,000 a year and above. They're going to raise the corporate tax from 21 to 28%. What's going to happen there? And guess what? Companies are going to start laying people off and they're going to start raising uh, prices. Raise the corporate foreign earning from 24 to 43%. That's insane. So a company that is earning money from a, in, in, let's say, Germany, they not only have to pay German taxes, now they have to pay American taxes too? They're going to raise the capital gains tax. So you make money, that's it. You're going to raise the death tax. And that one's a scary one. Because the raising of the death tax is going to apply to both real and unreal realized wealth. Now what do I mean by unrealized wealth? I mean if the company has, let's say, property, you have to pay taxes based on the value of that property. You don't have the money for that. That's what they mean by unreal. 
So if dad's gives me a house and I want to keep the house, I have to pay taxes on my house that based on the value of that house. Even though I haven't sold the house. So I actually don't have any of that money. That's going to include for stocks and things like that. It's it's That's kind of an Elizabeth Warren kind of uh, policy. She talked about wanting to do this. And then they're going to try and go after cryptocurrency, which is going to be interesting. Cryptocurrency, believe it or not, is like gold. It's virtual. It's not real. And it also shows that the government really doesn't understand how cryptocurrency works because the reality is, um, what are you taxing on cryptocurrency? That, huh? It's not real. It's not like I've got $30 million in cryptocurrency in the bank. That's not how it works. So all this stuff is absolutely insane. The bill will not pass the Senate, most likely. Moderate Democrats like Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin, though you can't trust them completely, are pretty much against this bill because they think it just is way too wild. And um, there is the possibility it could pass by the Democrats using reconciliation. I hope they don't use reconciliation over here. I'm sure there's a lot of constitutionality problems in this bill. Um, but reconciliation, if they use it, that'll be their last card. They're not going to be able to use reconciliation again. And what reconciliation allows a bill to do is pass on a simple majority instead of the filibuster, which requires 60 votes to kill the filibuster. So we'll have to see how that's going to work. Um, I, if they go for reconciliation, they're not going to be probably not going to be able to do it again because they've already done it, I think, once. Uh, and um, I don't know. And you, they've also got the problem with reconciliation is the Democrats are not really sure whether they have the majority because Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin, though you can't trust them, may actually vote against this bill, and both have said there's a lot of problems with this bill, and they're not willing to do it. And Joe Manchin is from a, a, a red state, and Kirsten Cinema is from a purple state that I would argue is probably a red state. So I think maybe it'd be dangerous for them to, uh, to vote for this. So, I... Again, no Republicans or, de or moderate Democrats will actually vote for the actual bill. They just voted for the blueprint. They shouldn't. None, if Joe Manchin thinks the bill is crap, he shouldn't vote for it. And he did. So, Kirsten Sinema, if she thought the bill was crap, she shouldn't vote for the blueprint. We can't, the reality is we can't pay for this bill. It'll raise inflation because the only way we're going to get the money to pay for this is by printing money. And it's just it's just really an ugly, ugly bill. Uh, again, and I'm going to say this again, the government shouldn't get involved right now. The economy needs to grow. Let the economy grow. Naturally, capitalism will take care of it. This is completely completely unnecessary. But the reality is the Democrats are trying to change the country and sticking us in poverty and high inflation. That's changing the country.
And by the way, this is not crap we haven't seen before. Cuba does pretty much the same thing. Venezuela did pretty much the same thing. Our government believes in that same type of... Our Democrats, the leftists, like the AOCs, they believe in this type of socialism. And we see what happened in Venezuela where people are spending $400 on bread. I, I just... I. I don't know. I don't understand how people don't see what is actually happening in this country right now. I'm reading two books. I well, I read. I read the authoritarian left, uh, authorita- uh, the authoritative authoritarian moment by Ben Shapiro, and American Marxism, Marxism by Mark Levin. Levine, Levin. I'm not sure which it is. They both say the same thing. That we're already here. Folks, this is it. We are we are in the socialist moment, and there we need to fight. We need to stop it. This is the kind of crap that needs to be stopped. Speaking of that, here's some great economic news. Inflation only went up 5.4 percent in July. Uh, that's down from 5.9 percent in June. Uh, so the reason they say this happened is because of the Delta variant of the virus. The economy is cooling a little bit. But the problem is that's not going to last long because the Delta variant seems to be peaking right now. And infections, a lot of doctors are saying, the doctors that are actually getting banned on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, a lot of doctors are saying that probably next month it, you're going to start seeing it go down. All I know is my gas price went up 10 cents this week. The, and a steak in Costco is still $100 for a four-pack. So even though it, it only went up to 5.4% in July, I am not comfortable that that is a great thing, and it still is up from last year. Still up 5.4% from last year. And speaking of gas, um, they're going to go up again. The White House is asking the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, OPEC, to increase their production of oil. According to the Wall Street Journal, quote, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said in a statement that recent planned pr- production increases by, the o- by OPEC would not fully offset previous production cuts we made by OPEC and its oil-producing allies during the pandemic. At a critical moment in the global recovery, this is simply not enough, Mr. Sullivan said. Hmm. Okay, you see where I'm going to go here, right? You're going to see where I'm going to go here? Yeah, OPEC is wondering why there is such a need for more oil from a country whose president has been demonizing oil. A Saudi official for OPEC said, uh, quote, isn't Biden about climate change and the impact of oil on the environment? How come you're asking for more now? Great question. OPEC said that they wouldn't raise production because of the Delta variant and they weren't sure what demand would be. You got to understand, OPEC does not like, ra- OPEC does not like rattle, radical increases or decreases in oil production. They don't like, or demand. They don't like, they want to be secure. They want to be comfortable. So they're not just going to sit there and produce tons of oil just to be sitting on it. And then it the, the oil drops tremendously. 
or they're not going to stop producing oil and then the prices of oil go up a lot. They don't want it to do anything. They want it to stay pretty much in a specific range. So supply, demand, inventory, export, all of that is important to them. It's a balance and they're going to keep that balance. So Republicans are asking some great questions too. Um, they're asking Biden why Biden destroyed the oil industry in this country. He killed the Keystone Pipeline. He canceled oil contracts on federal land. That, I mean, I, I know you want to save the Northwestern Skeeter and crap like that, but why did you cancel all of this stuff? We were, don't forget, under Trump, we were energy independent. We were even exporting oil. So now, good job, Joe. So what you can expect to see is the economy is going to heat up in the United States. And then gas prices are going to go straight up because, because there's going to be more demand for oil and gas in the United States than OPEC is actually made for. Gas prices are going to go straight up. Expect $5 gas by the end of the year. And last story, uh, it wasn't a great weekend in Chicago. Uh, there were 73 shootings and 11 people were killed, including a three-year veteran of the Chicago Police Department, uh, Ella French. Her partner was critically wounded. He was shot in the head. Uh, he still remains in the hospital in either critical or serious condition. I haven't heard a lot about him. Uh, French was 29 years old. She has a two-month-old baby at home. Uh, the two police officers were shot while performing a routine traffic stop. Uh, they pulled over a car that had expired tags on it. Um, the two people in the car were already had a list of violent crimes, including a two. One of them, the one who killed French, was a was on probation from a 2019, I guess, armed robbery. Um, absolutely horrid and I, a horrid story. I, I wanted to talk about it earlier and I, I probably should have. I've had this for a couple of days. <sighs> Lori Lightfoot, that freaking god-awful human being, god-awful mayor of Chicago, she said this on Twitter. Quote, today is an official day of mourning for the city. We lost a young officer. I offer my condolences to her mother, brother, family, and friends. Please keep this officer, the officer in the hospital, and the CPD in your prayers. Some say we don't do enough for the police. Others say we do too much. All of this must stop. We have a common enemy. It's guns and the violence they bring. Two young people did what we asked them. Service over self. And one paid for her life. Okay, there are a couple things I have with this. First off. Chicago has some of the most stringent gun control measures in the country. It's tough for non-felons to get guns in Chicago, much less an open carry permit. You, you can't even carry the gun. These guys were felons. They were breaking the law by having guns. Do you think banning guns would have anything to do with these guys having guns? 
Or do you think these guys probably would have gotten the guns anyway, and they probably would have carried them, and they probably would have shot these people no matter what? Because Chicago already has it. Chicago already bans guns. They, they, it's very difficult to get a gun in Chicago. And notice she's not blaming the criminals or stupid policies. She's blaming an inanimate object, the gun. Is she going to throw the gun in prison for 25 to life? No, of course not. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. I hate this argument. And she, and basically with that one line, the guns and the violence they cause, it's that, guns don't cause violence. I've got a gun. It doesn't do anything. It sits there. It just, I mean, literally, I can put it on my table. It just sits there. It doesn't do anything. I don't have any ammo for it, but it just sits there. It doesn't do anything. Later, she spoke to a local, a local news station and said, quote, there are some who say that we do not do enough for the police and we are handcuffing them by doing their jobs. There are others who say we do too much for police and that we never hold them accountable for what they do, particularly in black and brown neighborhoods. That's a bold-faced lie. Bold-faced lie. A police officer who killed an unarmed black man, shot him in the back while, he was, while the black man was walking away, all caught on video, he's serving life in prison. So this is not true. And the question is, how often is that happening? I'll get, I'll, I'm sorry, I'll go back. But to all of this, I say, stop, just stop. This constant strife is not what we need right for the moment. Do you know, do you know what, he, what she means by this constant strife, by the way? What she actually means is, don't ask me about my policies. She's not talking about uh, people stopping uh, fighting, like the BLM and the conservative or the people that want the police. She's not telling them to stop. She's telling people to stop asking her questions. That's what it comes down to. Of course, we need to continue the journey to achieve constitutional and accountable policing. That cannot, by the way, uh, half of what Chicago does is really questionable constitutionally. That cannot be a debate at this point. But we, but let me reiterate what I've said before and what I know to be true. The police are not our enemies. They're human, just as we are, just as we are, flawed, just as we are but also risking their lives every day for safety and security. Okay. This is a really crappy statement. I can't believe she gave it. Uh, first off, she's equating the police with crime and racism. Again, that she always does that. She's also stating that those who believe the police are bad have a great argument and they're equal to the police saying, hey, we're getting shot out here. That's just not the case. The police aren't bad. Statistics, polls, and common sense shows that police aren't bad. It's, it's there. Police are not killing blacks. It's not happening. And I know everyone wants to sit there and say that that's a big argument. Police are not killing blacks. Okay? So this is stupid. Well, the Chicago Police Department also heard this. And guess what? They didn't appreciate it. She went to the hospital to see the officer who was shot and on life support, shot in the head and on life support and could possibly still die. 
And the police officers who were at the hospital waiting turned their back on her. This broad needs to find a job at Costco. She is, there is no possible reason why she should be mayor of Chicago. And she can't do her job. She's absolutely terrible. Okay, let's do our TikTok video. Unfortunately, this TikTok video shows how our children, how our youth are becoming, how our youth, this is becoming a common thing with our youth. It's bad. It's stupid. And um, this gal, who's really young, just says some things that are just, no, that's, no. So let's listen to this gal, and then we'll talk a little bit about what she said after. I'm just over here trying to keep it real. Anyone who is bold enough to make the claim that the United States of America is the greatest country in the world is either uncultured, straight up ignorant, or has never left the continental U.S. And if they have left the U.S., it's probably to a very touristy, all-inclusive type of place where they're not actually experiencing the culture, or they're on a seven-day cruise with a bunch of other Americans. Anyone who has actually done some real traveling, moved abroad, um, immersed themselves in other cultures, uh, or has more than two brain cells, can tell you that the United States of America is not the greatest country in the world. And that's just straight fact. Okay, first off, anyone who tells you on a video, all I'm trying to do is keep it real, is right off the bat, you're you're already you're already throwing all she needed to do was end her sentences with an at. I, as far as I'm concerned, if you're telling me all you're trying to do is keep it real, um, then I already know you're full of crap. Because the reality is I could sit back and say something. I don't need to say I'm keeping it real. Because I'm telling you, obviously I think it's real. And she's absolutely incorrect in her next statement where um, you know, if you're, if you think that the, this country is the greatest country in the world, you're obviously ignorant or uncultured. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Um, I have been to several countries through the world. I've been to three continents. All right. I, I, I'm telling you right now, I got culture coming out of my butt. There is nobody who's more cultured than I am. And I I will tell you, you're wrong. This gal is no world traveler. First off, you've got platinum hair on. Hair color. I, I, I'm just not going to take this as, as... I'm not going to respect your personal opinion and your all your supposed experiences because I question whether you have any experience whatsoever. So, you know... I'd like, one of the things I would have liked her to say is, okay, what countries have you been to? Because I can tell you there are some countries I think you'd be kind of disappointed for, disappointed with. I think you'd be kind of disappointed with um, Canada. I think you'd be kind of disappointed with England. I think you'd be kind of disappointed with France or Italy. These countries, they're great countries, lots of culture. I'll give them that. Uh, but these countries are very restrictive. These countries, for example, you speak two lang- you need to speak almost two languages in the United States. You need to speak Spanish and English. But the the reality of the matter is France doesn't even allow you to do that. And her gender pronouns, I'm saying her, I don't know what her gender pronouns are. They don't even allow you to change your gender pronouns. That's not a thing in France. 
You can't do that. And I doubt she's ever been to China, Venezuela, Cuba, Russia, or North Korea, because I'm pretty sure those are crap hole countries. Sorry, I am. Hey, I doubt that this gal has been to Mexico and embraced the culture of Mexico. Now, I go to Mexico probably three times a year. I like Mexico, but it's not a place I'd want to live. And believe me, the culture is not something... I Mexico, when I go to Mexico, it's not a tourist trap. I stay at Josie's family's house, and we actually just sit there and drink. That's what we do. Um, but I would not want to experience the cultures at uh, 10 o'clock at night by myself without a bat or something. I, I don't know what she's talking about culture. Heck, I've been to Australia and New Zealand, and guess what? Those are crappy countries too. They do not even come close to the United States. Nothing about New Zealand or Australia matches the United States. They've got a, they're really far behind as, as far as the society goes. And have you seen the animals in those places? They are, they're very restrictive. The, the political, the government is very restrictive. But I'm telling you, you see a funnel web, web spider, you see a Tasmanian devil, you see a crocodile, oh, screw that country. And they've got great white sharks the size of freaking whales over there. No thank you to Australia and New Zealand. And this gal, what's ironic is this gal's probably for open borders too. And um, here's the deal. I guess the culture of Honduras, Dominican Republic, El Salvador, Mexico, Sudan, uh, all of the Middle Eastern countries, Zimbabwe, Ethiopia, Kenya, I guess the... the they don't know how bad it is in those... The people who are crossing the border don't know how bad it is in this country. She should want to close the border just to keep those people out so that you she can protect them from this horrid, horrid culture that we have in the United States. And then I, 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 I do find it ironic that this gal is doing a TikTok, TikTok video using a $1,000 piece of technology that was invented in the United States. Her bloody phone. Man, I, I when I hear videos like this, TikTok videos like this, I just say to myself, you know what? None of these people leave the country. I When you turn 18, little girl, why don't you leave the country? I know mommy and daddy paid for your trip to wherever, and I'm sure you were not hitchhiking across Europe because you would have been beaten and raped. But uh, why don't you go live somewhere else? Go live in China, Venezuela, Cuba, Russia, North Korea, Somalia, Sudan, Ethiopia, Kenya, Saudi Arabia. See how that works out. Iraq, Iran. Why don't you go live over there? How about Lebanon? They're, oh, I hear they're doing real great over there. It's so stupid. Okay, well, that's the podcast. Visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com so you can actually uh, look at some of my links, watch the video. There's only one video today. Have a great day. Talk to you on Friday. Friday's going to be a good one because I've been holding off on this stuff. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics.